Welcome. Welcome. It's a special day, right? Yes, it's the uh, day before Election Day. And? It's the day before we uh, screw everything up all over again. And? And I had a really good lunch today. Hmm. You're stalling. And let me see what else. You know what 5 o'clock brings. You love and live for it. Hour of Candidates. Very good. Yeah. But it's kind of an hour off. You just have to sit there and listen and uh, introduce each person. It's. <laughs> I know that's it. Maybe you don't have to listen if you don't want to. <laughs> Surrendering control to other people is not something I enjoy. We don't do it much. Why don't you take any calls anymore? What happened? I think we know collectively what happened. Well, we, we <laughs> prove that every Friday. That's so. correct. The moist slide is a good indication of... Uh, so what's generally out there? These are moist line callers with their names on real ballots running in real races. That, we think so. Yeah, that's what they tell us when they call. I don't. We does, can't prove. Does, that's does right. Ray do any screening and verification oh, yeah. of yeah, somebody right. who's a? Yeah, Ray does verification. Sure. I'm Hitler and I'm running for city council in uh, Mission right. Viejo. Can I get on? Yeah, we have some of that. Yeah, so uh, that'll be five oh five. Here's the phone number, but don't call until 5 o'clock. I don't know when they'll open the lines, but it is first come, first serve. 1-800-520-1534. If uh, we stop getting calls, then we move on to something else. I mean, that could happen. I don't think it's ever happened, but that could happen. If you know somebody that's running, call them up, text them, whatever. Tweet them, tell them to call the show for the Hour of Candidates. 30 seconds is all you get. And then we fold up shop on you. The floor drops and... You fall right through. Uh, you know, I figured something out over the weekend looking at the stories that came out. The, uh, you know, the turn back the clocks thing. It, it's not. It, see, now, you, we, it, big distinction here before you groan. When you turn forward the clocks, right? Mm -hmm. That's got people going to the emergency room, apparently. When we turn back the clocks, uh-oh, it's mental health. <laughs> and you're actually proof of this. You are. Yeah. First year we worked together. Yeah. The winter came, and this is an East Coast winter. And you used to come to work because we were doing a show that started at, what, 6 in the morning? Yeah. And there was one period, uh, I think it was February, I don't remember. Yes, it was. You just kind of laid there. Mm -hmm. You just kind of, you could barely speak. Mm -hmm. And you finally announced that you had like winter depression or whatever, seasonal. Se seasonal affective disorder, <laughs> also known as SAD. That, you know, I, that's a long time ago. That already had a name. I, w I was sad. <laughs> I thought all these disorders were like a 2000s thing. Oh, for, no, no. This stuff has been the, around. For, for the no. snowflakes. No, the hippie generation started this stuff. Everybody that, wants a disorder that they feel. You, so you feel sorry for me. I have a disorder. I have a disorder. Please don't speak to me. Let me he just did, Deborah here. Mark. He was like really just sullen. Oh, my goodness. Well, wait, and then one day he admitted it on the air. I what, said, wait, I'm, yeah, sullen. I'm sullen every day. But quiet, sullen. Yes, this was You're sadness. loud and angry most of the time. And you were sad. I don't I think I've sad. seen you sad. Yeah, he admitted oh. he was kind of depressed, and yeah. he thinks some of it had to do with the short days and the oh, dark Oh, I nights used to and... get that in February every year, going back to high school. Yeah. So I had the right month. I thought it was like February. Yeah, it always was. It was after about uh, you know the third month of continuous clouds. Yeah. And so it's even mentioned in this I, order. Some people call it winter blues, but it is called seasonal affective disorder. See, ever since I moved to California, not once. 
That's true. We don't have the same. That's situation. right. No, I've not Be- noticed it since we've been here. No, because yeah, because there's sunshine. Sunshine there makes, is. makes my my damaged brain very happy. Yeah, and sometimes we have fires. Clouds <laughs> make my my brain sad. Uh, yes, that's that's a good point. Uh, this is what happens to people that we're, live on the East Coast. And whenever people ask me, "Don't you miss the change of seasons?" No. <laughs> the answer is no. <laughs> Don't you want to come back and live in New York where you grew up? No. <laughs> Again, no. But thank you for asking. I don't uh, want to be sad. And, and you're I don't right, want... it is called sad. Yeah. Seasonal affective disorder. Oh, I've looked this up. Uh, I, it, it, it really is a chemical reaction inside your body. You want to, Another thing is when I, when I learn that most moods are caused by your own internal chemicals, then suddenly they didn't have a power over me anymore. I knew exactly what was happening. So you can control your own chemicals. Yes, you can. Well, uh, it, uh, b- b- because, yeah, because you, c- you can actually will yourself into a good mood. You can will yourself into ignoring these these outside forces that are that are playing with your uh, with your uh, mood swings. No, oh. all right. And what do you do to have a bagel? <laughs> huh? No, you just you just it's it's like a, a it's like an optimistic. Oh, you'll just sit there on your shower bench and just go. I'm gonna be feel oh, it's really a mantra. good. Today. He has no, a no, mantra. You, you, if you have optimistic, positive thoughts, you do things that make you happy. You play music that makes you happy. It, it, it always goes away. Ken, this sounds like he's really into uh, new age. I'm oh, shocked. I, yes. yes, no, I was running around waving sage in the air this morning. You were. Yeah. <laughs> were you I manifesting? Thought- Huh? <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I'm it not, sounds like you're manifesting I'm not, everything. I'm not familiar with that term. Did you visualize? <laughs> I, I manifested and visualized, and then I cleaned up afterwards. Well, There's I a visualization board. Is, is sage supposed to brighten the mood, or just it sends away dark spirits or something, It does. Right? It sends away the, well, bad, the bad spirits. It's supposed to be healthy. There's, there's a lot well, of if, good that comes out. If you send away dark spirits, then by definition, you're happier, right? Mm-hmm. The dark spirits are out of the room. Actually, the smell is so bad, that's why the dark spirits leave. Because oh. the dark spirits go, oh, my God, what died in here? <laughs> and that makes you happier. Um, well, the El Segundo Times had one of their writers. Wait a minute. i got to get her title because it's fantastic. Uh, they have this certain department there. Jessica Roy, assistant editor, utility journalism. And utility, you told me once, <laughs> is just a kind of fill in the gaps like a utility baseball player. Uh, right. Or... It doesn't mean she's covering the electric company. No, it just means she's utility. Uh, it's like you know we're, somebody we're, off the bench, right? Sure, exactly. We 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 have an opening today. Somebody didn't show up for work because they felt sad. So, would so you will you write, write will you write this article? Uh, here are the strategies in case you don't really take to John's idea of just think good thoughts. Try light therapy. Sad lamps are safe and effective as a treatment. There is such a thing as a sad lamp. Well, yeah, I bought a few of those. You did. <laughs> it just didn't fit in anywhere. Of course, it mentions take advantage of Southern California's natural sunlight. Well, yes, it's going to get darker early. No, no, sun, starting today, sunlight but... provokes a chemical reaction inside you. It does, it does. Well, like, for example, uh, sunlight has vitamin D. When it... my parents took us to the beach as a kid, I was never in a sad mood. Never. There you go. I was if always you... energetic, ready to run in the water. It's vitamin throw D, sand right? around. In sunlight? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, there is vitamin D, yes. If you're not in Remember the Remember they su- thought that could fight off COVID? Uh, no, I know somebody who uh, went to the doctor, and they said, your vitamin D is low. Go out in the sun. That was the prescription. Is that right? Yeah, not take pills. Go out in the sun. And then get skin cancer. But that's the downside. Uh, brighten up your space. 
See if there are things that you can turn. Uh, you can let in more of this uh, season's limited natural Co- light. Colors affect. Move your desk to the window or something, right? Colors affect your mood. Create a routine. My favorite, though, is the one I get moving. I say the one thing I discovered that exercise, particularly moving like running, it does actually improve your mental state. It does. Well, because it releases happy chemicals. It does. Head. Happy chemicals go dancing in your head. You know, you get a, you get you get dopamine. I don't know what's dancing in your head. <laughs> dopamine and adrenaline and all kinds of happy stuff. Yeah. Uh, you don't. Do you ever see depressed people jogging? They don't jog. Depressed people lay on the sofa. They do. They, they they're wallow. Sad. They're in the fetal position. They wallow and marinate. They. <laughs> so they end up stinking because they don't shower. Yeah, they're like well, after a while they're like a stew. Uh, this one's for you, John. Practice meditation and gratitude. Mm. So tell everybody how much now, you appreciate now, them. Now you're now you're pushing it. <laughs> and spend more time <laughs> with friends sad. and family. Well, it depends. Human connection is critical. Don't sit there and wallow in your own negative right. chemicals. Yeah, I saw that, and and that's the part <laughs> they lost me on. With the human connection is critical because people I'm, lift each other's spirits. I'm really happy by myself. And generally, okay. when I'm in a bad mood, there's somebody else around me. <laughs> no, it's okay. true. I am uh, never unhappy when I'm alone because I'm doing exactly what I want. But don't you, aren't you happier when you go out to lunch with a friend or when you're sitting in the park with a friend or you're playing Yeah, when tennis. you're talking and engaging I'm, with I'm, all your crazy conspiracy I, theories. I'm, and, not, yeah. I'm not unhappy. What I'm saying is I'm always happy when I'm alone. And okay, when I'm no. not alone, it depends on what my company is. <laughs> Don't take it personally. There's a lot of caveats to this. Yeah, Deborah Moore. I'm going to come in and visit you the next okay, break. Well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's kind of kind of hit and miss on that. Yeah. I, I have you right. I have a thing sometimes you're talking to her, it lifts your spirits, and sometimes it's like, oh, God. Wait get a her second. Out of here. Is it her again? Yeah. Okay, fine. I will Bar stay the door. Away. Is there a lock on this? I know when I'm not wanted. See, now you've. Now you made her I, now sad. I made her, I, I now made her I'm sad. sad. Now she's now sad. She's sad. Right, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right. As soon as we return, there is a chance at money. That would be the inflation bonus cash money. You could win some. You get the keyword, get the instructions, follow along. It's coming up next. John and Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. You are fired. My God. One be. thing to do each hour. Wait, I know. One job. One monkey job. Uh, yeah. Uh, one, let's get one thing out of the way because we had a busy weekend and you know, who had to get together, John, which is rare. The ghoul pool committee. No, you're yeah, not I, aware I, we I, have I, didn't, I didn't, I didn't know who this guy was. Well, I did something for you. We're talking of course about the death of Aaron Carter at age 34 and immediately the ghoul pool committee went on alert mm-hmm. because 34 year old to die. That's a lot of points. And this harkens back to the rules of the ghoul pool which are seldom, igno- or seldom, often ignored now by people who enter <laughs> when they keep entering somebody who's 100. Mm-hmm. Now, certainly, if you go three for three, that's nice, and we recognize it, but you don't get a lot of points. It is a point system, so the younger they are, the more points they're worth. However, what was the caveat to that? That if they had known health issues and problems? Right. Then Aaron you get Carter had definite substance abuse problems. And yeah. Did both. anyone pick him? Three people did. Did they? Ray says wow. they do it every year. You know how they used oh, to do it right? for Lindsay Lohan and Britney Spears? Oh, he was... And they're still around. But there's some <laughs> listeners that just kept picking Aaron Carter. See, this one's tough for me because, honest to God, if I I know, I texted him, John. He writes back, I don't know who that is. If I knew who he was, I have no memory of knowing who he was. 
Well, here's the thing. I looked him up in the official uh, Bible, which is the American Top 40. I have the actual book, American Top 40 Charts, over mm -hmm. the years. I got the updated one through the 2000-something year. So he's in here. He had one single that made the Top 40. By the way, if you don't know who Aaron Carter is, he's the younger brother of one of the Backstreet Boy singers. You must know who they are, John. Right, but I don't know any of their names. Nick Carter is his brother. Yeah. Do I, do I look like a guy who listens to the Backstreet Boys in the car? Uh, you do not, no. Okay. It'll make you happy, though. I, I enjoy the music. It's, it's... What, what years were they popular? The 2000s, right, Deborah? And the The nine, early 2000s? The, the late 90s? 90s? Early yeah. 2000s. And late okay. 90s. Yeah. They were popular when I was a kid. So this wasn't one of those yeah. groups that you and I played when we were disc jockeys. No. Honestly, I didn't even know what era he was from. In fact, I can look them up. Uh and tell you when their singles were. That's right. I didn't even think about that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, they did well. Uh, 1997 was their first charted single, Quit uh, Playing Games With My Heart. Uh-huh. Eric, they as were long as you yours? love me. Yes. Right? I oh, like they... them more than NSYNC, actually. You do? <laughs> you don't seem like a boy band yeah, he guy he doesn't seem like a boy band I, guy, does he? It was literally just as, like, NSYNC and Backstreet Boys were out, yeah. and then it switched to rap and hip-hop. I see. But in 1997... Eric, you were what, three? Yeah, I was about three years old. For, they, I mean, they're <laughs> right, John, big, so theirs is out. <laughs> their big, at, like their big album, Millennium, came out like 1999, 2000, right at the turn. Uh -huh. And that oh, was like yeah. in, when I was in kindergarten. And that was like one of the first cassette tapes my parents bought me to like listen to. Oh, oh wow. Well, they charted all the way into the year 2001. And then it looks like they disappeared. I think they're still doing shows, though, together, like a reunion tour. They just did a show in London. Oh. oh, yeah. If you, you get X number of hits, you can play them the rest of your life and make a lot of Vegas money. Vegas residencies, all that. Yeah. All right. So Aaron Carter started his own career. He's younger than his brother. Here he is described as a white teen rapper uh, born in Tampa, Florida. He had one top 40 hit in the year 2000. Now, it only got to number 35 <laughs> for three weeks, but it has a little dot, which means it was certified a gold single. Hmm. But, you know, you look up the directory of this, and apparently they changed the rules a bit. It used to be to be a gold single, you had to sell a million units yeah. oh. and two million for a platinum, but they lowered it to 500,000. Isn't that the story of this era? For a, for a gold single. I forget what year it was, yeah. but that's so he qualified right. under the 500,000. It's, it's, it's like great inflation. It's like you had a C record and they bumped it up to an A for you. Yeah, I... So those three people mm -hmm. are likely right. to win Ghoul Pool 2022. I, no, I, I can't I, I, imagine I, I, somebody younger. I have a question, though. Does one hit single that hits number 35 qualify you as a celebrity? I think he and, was known and, and being somebody's though, brother, He was an actor, too. He was known as the brother of Nick. You're right. He was <laughs> in the tabloids a lot because I think he had a lot of problems. But um, Well, there's and, a certain and, and, kind of fame, huh? And he's uh, at the top of the Daily Mail... With an exclusive, listen to this headline. Aaron Carter's mystery house sitter refused medically trained neighbors who had a defibrillator into the house after she found him unresponsive in the bathtub. Who wouldn't let him in? The house sitter, a woman. Hmm. She's described as a house sitter. Now, if she's a house sitter and he's there, what is she sitting? Uh, was he in the, was she in the will? <laughs> I don't, I don't know uh, wait that. Wait a second. If you're, if you're blocking they don't, emergency They don't even help, name her yet. Is, they name is that some legal? neighbors. What? Can you block emergency help from a guy who's dying? I, 
It says here they learned about the situation from a 911 call on their police scanner. These are the neighbors, Anthony and Amanda Cheval. Uh, so they came over. They rushed over with their defibrillator. Who has that in the house? Oh, people do now. Do they? Yeah, I have something. I forget what it you was. You have something? I do, because I, you, you never know when you might go down. <laughs> you do? I do. I have to go see what it is. I'll look it up during the break. You don't know what it is? I have never used it, and it's been in the closet for well, like 20 then, years. Then, well, then, you need to get it out of the closet because when you need it... You should know I what know. it is because in case you suffer... Someone may have so, given it to me. I don't even remember. <laughs> That's an odd Is it like gift. an AED? A what? Oh, well, no, it's, it's, it is... Uh, well, what? It's an <laughs> AED. What's an AED? A defibrillator. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I think that's mm -hmm. what somebody gave me. Well, then, it's got the little paddles. Then you should know what it is, because if you need it, then you got to tell somebody, hey, the defibrillator's in the closet over there. I know. It's like preparing for an earthquake. People uh -huh. say they will, and you know, they put a bottle of water in the garage, and they don't really follow Well, up. I don't have one. Uh, a defibrillator? No, a should I get one? Is this now standard equipment? Yeah, you equipment? probably should, John. <laughs> yeah, with all what the What do you mean by that? <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> So Amanda's a registered nurse. That's why she has one. Oh, I see. So she grabbed her defibrillator bag and ran across the street to try to save him. And they claim they knocked on the door a few minutes later. A black female answered the door and uh, basically turned them away. Wow. Cheval said the woman was hysterical, was foaming at both sides of her mouth. He asked her if she needed any help. I think. But the house is screaming, he's gone, he's dead, he's gone. She kept screaming that over and over again. She's, she asked, uh, would you let foaming? me in? Yeah, this woman's foaming. What makes you foam at the mouth? This <laughs> house sitter kept screaming, I can't let you in. She locked the front door, and I could hear her running away from the door. Ooh, A few wow. minutes later, sheriff's deputies arrived, and eventually the meds, the medics arrived. You really got to vet your housekeeper, huh? You're not kidding. <laughs> it's like, if somebody comes to the door with life-saving equipment, you let him in. All right. Well, we've decided that Aaron Carter counts for okay. Gold Pool 2022. You missed the committee meeting, John, so I'm <laughs> hey, sorry I would have that. been of no use. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk about tomorrow's elections and uh, the takes by both sides on the possible outcomes. Is it a mystery or is it what the polls say? John and Ken, KFI, AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. All right, a quick reminder, 5 o'clock is the hour of candidates. That's when you will get 30 seconds of valuable KFI airtime to make your pitch for office. Candidates only, please. And it is first come, first serve. And after today, we'll be done with all the campaign ads. This came out from Reform California. That's Carl DeMaio's group. Vote as soon as possible. Please do not wait until tomorrow, John Cobelt, because vote today at a voting center so we can reduce the lines tomorrow. There's a significant chance of heavy rain through tomorrow night. We're worried that this could suppress the turnout of voters on our side. You know what they call people who are kind of like, eh, vote? Low propensity voters. Did you ever hear that term? Is low that like low, low testosterone? Yeah, low propensity. Low propensity. Eh, they shrug. Eh, maybe, well, yeah, I, I think I got a ballot around the house somewhere. I don't know. I mean, I understand that because it, everything's a disaster. And this is all because oh. of our voting. So, And particularly California, there's really nothing at stake. And maybe the mayor's race and a couple of the mayor's race. Congress yeah. races, maybe. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, the only the only race I'm interested in is uh, the mayor's race to vote for Caruso because that that, that that this is an emergency situation. You go to the party tomorrow C night? City's a disaster. Uh, Are you a special VIP guest I'm for tomorrow not, night's I'm celebration not at the Grove? On my social life. What's that? I'm not commenting on my social life. 
Oh, Nancy Pelosi's got you scared, yeah. Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> well, the Pelosi attack, yeah. I'm not going to comment on where you're going to be. That's I get right. it now. So that, that, that is a security uh, breach there. That is true. I know you have your own little bodyguards with you at all times, well, but, you know. You know what's going on out there. You don't want to give away whether or not she'll be at the uh, party. So, uh, clearly, if you've been following the news on this, the polls, and they may be worthless, if you look at the polar polls and a collection of polls. Did you see that article I sent you? I did see that, yes. We're going to comment on that. Plus, the El Segundo Times take on this is hysterical, too. But, yeah, we'll start with the, uh, uh, what's the headline? Pollsters have no effing idea what's going to happen this election. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, and that's from a pollster. (laughs) They're they're about to give up. Uh, In fact, there are a couple of really interesting articles today that I read. And that um, a lot of pollsters gave up on polling after the 2020 election. Yeah, but I thought it was because they always undercounted like the Trump kind of support. And that now the polls are showing heavy red Republican waves. So are they undercounting the other side this time? Maybe they're undercounting the size of the wave. (laughs) It's not a tsunami. um, It could be a tsunami. I don't know. What's bigger than a tsunami? Well, I don't know. A super tsunami? Yeah, it could be a super tsunami. No, he, well, he, here's the thing. I've seen this twice now. You you start calling people up, right? You're a pollster. Do you know 99 out of 100 people will not talk to you or will not answer? But I thought they used other means now. They do, but they don't know if, th- if that's accurate. Because nobody answers their phone anymore. It's all spam. Right. So that's what's really killed the polling industry is that there's a whole bunch of things. One is nobody answers the phone. Secondly, you don't really know who you're writing to. If, you know, you're, you're online, that's kind of a self-selected group of people, right? Yeah. The gold standard used to be you call people, and they answer the phone, they identify themselves, they give a lot of personal information, so you get it demographically correct, and on and on. And right. now now they're sending you... I, I don't even know how they recruit people online. I don't know how that works. Like, what, like where is that through emails? Is it? Is yeah, it I don't know how that works t- either. Right. Yeah. Well, because uh, I read the pollsters aren't really sold on this method. Nah. Secondly, at this point, you should be doing likely voter polls, not registered voter polls. And that that's one of the uh, tricks that dishonest pollsters use is they keep doing registered voter voter polls in into October and saying, oh, it looks like the Democrats are doing much better than expected. Because in registered voter polls, Democrats always do better. The more you shrink it down to likely voters, the more Republican the sample size is. Now, what is a likely voter? One of the things they missed in 2016 with the Trump crowd is Trump inspired a lot of people who are low propensity voters to vote. So they didn't expect this particular demographic to show up and start voting. Threw them completely off. They never... They never um, balanced their sample for um, non-college-educated white people. They just threw white people on a big basket. Then they found out there was a huge difference between the way college-educated white people vote and non-college-educated white people. And that's why they missed on Trump. He had such a huge bulge with non-college-educated white people threw off all, all the surveys. But they did better in 2020. Because they were picking Biden through most of the polls. They did better than 2020, but it was much tighter than they thought it was going to be. And 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 it didn't matter specifically in the Biden race because his lead was big enough so that they weren't wrong. 
But in terms of how many points they thought the margin would be, yeah, they were wrong. All right, but let's put this aside. This is not a presidential election. These are midterms where we're just voting for Congress and Senate. Isn't that a different thing? Because it's not just one individual running for president that you're trying to poll on. You got all these separate congressional races. Yeah, I don't know if that makes this more accurate or less accurate, but uh, I, they're I all saying there's, there's no doubt that the Republicans are taking the House of Representatives. If that doesn't happen tomorrow, I will drop a jaw. No, I, I, think, I think that's absolutely going to happen. The Senate, I don't know. That they're thinking that well, the Republicans could end up, you know, 51-49 or even better. Well, because but, that's four individual races that are extremely tight. Right. And any, any or all of the four could go one way or the other. And there's no way to pick that. When, you're, when you get down to within two points, nobody knows. A lot of it has to do with turnout. Oh, that's the other thing. By the way, it's 34 Senate contests, so just so people know, that's 34 Senate contests yeah. out, out, of, out of 100 Senate seats. They so. have no way to know what the turnout is going to be in, in an accurate enough way to make predictions on tight races. So, yeah, the control of the Senate is up in the air, but not the House. And all you need is the House to gridlock government. One thing I think we do know is we, these close races tomorrow night will not be called because of the mail-in vote. So there's that now. Yeah. Oh, the mail-in vote is, is, is obviously overwhelming in California. So the mayor's race is not going to be decided maybe for a week or more. Same thing, same thing in Pennsylvania. Yeah. With that, how long they took. That Dr. Oz Fetterman race, that could go on for uh, several weeks. Right. I mean, they, they didn't decide that Trump-Biden uh, race until... The Saturday after Election Day became official. Yep. There's Georgia, Ohio. Senate races are close, so they're thinking that could take a while to resolve. Um, and I guess there is uh, 34 governor's races but, up for grab, too. You know, some of which are close. But there's 36 governor races. You know, what I think not though, this one. W w what I go by, this is like looking at the weather, right? You, you, could, you could wake up in the morning, listen to 11 different forecasts. Look outside, right? Sun shining, or is it cloudy, raining? Same thing with this election. You know the mood that people are in. You know what the gas prices are. You know what the prices are at the grocery store. You know how sick people are of woke nonsense. <laughs> and I'm excluding California here because we have so many slack-jawed cult members in California. But in the rest of the country, trust me, the rest of the country, they don't want their kids being taught all sorts of complex racial theories, uh, all sorts of uh, unique uh, theories on sexuality and gender. They, they don't want their kids learning that. They're in a, a lot of parents are in a bad mood. A lot of moms are in a bad mood. Everybody's really pissed off about gas. Everybody's really pissed off about groceries. Yeah, I that's, think it's... That's the weather out there. So what do you think? The inflation is the biggest thing inflation that's bothering people. overwhelmingly is the thing. The Times ran this happy spin story. Remember in 2016, uh, and you put the little newspaper up on the wall there, they all got it wrong with the grim faces because Hillary Clinton lost. Right. So they're doing the opposite thing this time. All the polls are looking at a red wave. Maybe there'll be a November surprise, and the Democrats will do better than expected. That and then they point to the issues that, again, we both you and I think are dead. Abortion, the Supreme Court, right? and the recent violence against Mr. Pelosi. Could these all factor into something we're not reading correctly? It's all the issues that progressive cult members care about and nobody else does. 
Right, but right. that's what they'd say about your issues with transgenders and uh, the, critical race theory. They think that that's a right-wing hole, rabbit hole, too. Then they're not talking to suburban parents. Then they're willfully ignoring what's really out there. And you are. I am not willfully ignoring. I know for a fact. No, you're talking to suburban parents. How do you know what suburban parents? I am a suburban nationwide. parent. Nationwide. I know, but you're not. Well, my friends are suburban no parents. No one person's reflective of the country. Let's not get silly here. I don't talk to just one person. Oh, what? well, 10 people? They're not reflective of the country. What I'm telling Particularly West Side suburban parents. I know uh, people back east. We're suburban I'm parents. trying to make this point. It is going to be you, the economy, and that's it. All these other fringe issues, <laughs> wave them off in a big election in, like in this. In local races, races for governors, for example, races for local state representatives, all that stuff is going to matter, too. Believe me, the school stuff matters. People are still generally pissed off having their schools closed down for a year and a half. They really are pissed off over uh, race and, and sexual education. They are. Really? I don't talk yes. to anybody that feels that way. Well, you're not a parent. I have lots of friends that are parents, and they do not bring these topics up. But Well, oh well, I, I run in a different crowd than you. Well, you do. You don't even leave your house. I. <laughs> but just because you sit in the studio does not make you special. I, does not make you what, more aware of the world. I need, does not make you more in touch with anything. I need, you drive alone in your car to work, sit in a room, and talk to Deborah Mark all afternoon. That does not make I you more exposed to, to anything. Second. I talk that to, is it. I talk to Eric, and I talk to Ray. That's three people I talk to. That's, that's great. I talk to three of my neighbors. We're even. <laughs> <laughs> all right, more coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. We're going to uh, pull out a desk at 305. It's one of our new favorites. It's the tongue bath desk. You will find out why we devote the tongue bath desk to writers who fawn over a certain celebrity and or politician and uh, to the point of excess. And you'll find out who it is and the uh, subject matter. To the point of making a drooling mess of themselves. That's right. Giving them a tongue bath or uh, what was the term you used to use years ago? Knob slobber. That one's sometimes tough to... Uh, Meta. Meta, formerly Facebook. Well, I never knew this. You know how many people work for Meta? Formerly well, Facebook. I saw it today, 87,000. 87,000. I actually thought it was more just because there's so much on the company. That, I thought the hundreds of thousands work for them. And what what do they do? I That's a good question. I don't know what a what lot of tech do they employees do? do. Can you imagine if you put 87,000 people in a factory, how much, how many products would be made? And you put 87,000 people at Facebook... And what do you get out of it? They have to monitor content. <laughs> they have to moderate. Can you imagine that? Moderating content for a living? You have to, to read this. everybody's they, wacky they posts? They added 27,000 employees in 20 and 21 combined, added another 15,000 the first nine months of this year. So think about that number. That's 42,000 people they added in the last couple of years. Right, that they didn't need three years ago. Well, that's why the announcement is uh, falling that uh, they're going to lay off a whole bunch of people this week. We're not you sure exactly how many, but they have to cut expenses because they put billions into the metaverse, which they, is a failure. They are the social media version of uh, the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> What, what they're going to be playing on the oldies circuit. Older people oh. are going to use them until they uh, drop off the planet. They have totally lost the younger generation to TikTok, and that's never going to change. They're not cool. They're uh, they're very much 2010. I uh, 
You know who Barry Diller is? Yeah. The Barry Diller's executive. made billions in founding and investing uh, top media companies like Expedia Group, Fox Broadcasting, and USA. He's 80 years old now, but he went on CNBC this morning to talk about Mark Zuckerberg. And he says, I have a lot of respect for him, but I'm kind of baffled. If you change the name of your company to something that doesn't yet exist, to bury what does wildly exist successfully, something's quite odd in that. And of course, what we're talking about here is the metaverse, I like the way it's described here, a digital universe where users interact via avatars. That's, that's it just not, sounds puzzling when you because, read it like no, that, like what, something for an eight-year-old. Other than weirdo geeks who don't wear pants in their mother's basement, who would be interested in that? They have spent the, fifteen billion dollars so far on this. Yeah, on the metaverse. No, that's going to go down as one of the biggest bombs in business history. And, Worse than and, high speed rail. Well, <laughs> that's government history. That's government. <laughs> Let's be specific here. No, no. If if Zuckerberg didn't have a controlling interest in the company, if he had a, like a real board of directors, he would have been he would have been thrown out on the street. It it I, I because he has. Enough control of the company, he can't get disciplined. He can't pay any consequences. But he's destroying billions and billions of dollars of wealth on a, on a on a, a an absurd idea. He did it because he knew Facebook was over. They'd lost the new generation. He did right. They were trying really hard to compete with some of the other newer, younger social right. medias like the TikToks. Yeah. And they think that this was going to help compete with TikTok, this avatar digital universe. Social media is very much like uh, music fashion. You know, there are certain eras where certain kinds of music and certain acts are very popular. And 10 years later, nobody's heard. They're not heard from again. You know, their popularity is over because their audience ages out. And they'll still show up at the oldie concert, but you're not going to get the new generation to listen because that's somebody else's music. It's not their music. Same right. thing here. TikTok is is the music for the current uh, younger generation. Facebook really is their parents' music. Right. I think I just read that Snap is also laying off a whole bunch of people. Yeah, that's, that, that's uh, another one whose time has passed. Yeah, they, Twitter. Actually... Twitter's time has passed. That's a real niche thing. No, for... Elon's going to reinvent it. Yeah, he's wasting his money, too. You think so? Yeah. yeah. I know. I know. I remember it was like four or five years ago, everybody was talking about Snapchat. You rarely even hear that anymore. No. Now everybody's talking about TikTok, but you're right. It's day will come and yeah. go. Yeah. TikTok now, and then 10 years from now, maybe it'll be something else. But, but don't I, you think they'll be around? They'll just be a smaller Oh, they'll be around. User base. Right? But, right. Yeah. It's just with, with, with uh, tech stocks, you have to show big exponential growth from year to year or the stock crashes. And right. it became clear, became, became clear Facebook is never growing again. So their stock is down 70%. And that means Mark Zuckerberg has lost about, I don't know, $70, $80 billion. All right. When we come back, we will be dragging out the tongue bath desk. This is dedicated to someone who wrote about somebody. Usually it's a politician. And let's just say they got a little too exuberant about just how great this person is. Johnny Ken, KFI, AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. And Deborah Mark live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom.